A total eclipse of the heart. Turn around, bright eyes. Yeah, turn around, bright eyes. There's a podcast to attend. Okay? All right, sparkly eyes. Yeah, it's me, Harlan Williams. Uh, Welcome to the show, boys and girls, men and women, circus freaks and whatnot. Um, You ever been attacked by a moose? Wait till you hear about this moose attack. You won't believe your ears when you uh, find out who got attacked by a moose in Alaska. Um, how about dating? Are you on the dating scene? You ever get on one of those dates where it just doesn't work? You know it's going bad right in the middle of it, and you're trying to figure out how to cut the night short? Ah! I got something you can use. Oh, yeah, I'm looking out for you. How about illegal immigration and that wall that they're building? I don't think the wall really works, so we're going to talk about an alternative to a wall to keep illegals out and uh, so on and so forth. Um, We're going to be taking some of your phone calls today, some of your phone messages, which is always fun. You never know what you're going to get. And then uh, a visitor drops by the studio. I won't tell you who it is. As usual, it's someone completely annoying. But I hope you're not annoyed, because we want to have fun right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harlan Williams. I'm a human being, God damn it! Uh, hey everybody, Harlan Williams here. Ever go on a date and you realize halfway through it ain't happening? There's about as much chance of you liking this person as there is of Moby Dick jumping through the eye of a tiger? Whatever that means, I, I don't know what that means. And you don't know how to get out of it. Here's a little something I like to pull. I call it the Norman Bates. That's the move. I'm pulling the Norman Bates. You become a mama's boy right before their eyes, but really extreme, like Norman Bates style. The date's like, Harlan, would you pass the salt and pepper? No, I don't think mother would like it if I passed the salt and pepper. Would you, mother? Harlan, are we going to the movie after dinner? No, Mother would not like it if I went to the movie. Mother does not like it that I'm out with a girl. What? Excuse me? Mother will not let me say it again. Mother only lets me say it once. Um, Harlan, you're making me nervous. Take me home. Yes, Mother would like me to take you home now. I know it's a little extreme, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do to get out of a bad date. Yeah, it's either that or I can bring them home and show them my apartment. That usually gets them out of there really fast. Uh, Harlan? Yeah? Mother wants me to get home right now. She does not like your apartment, Harlan. Great. The reverse Norman Bates burn. I better get in and pull into this hotel up here. The Bates Hotel. Here on the Harlan Highway. Okay, I guess there's more mature ways to go about it. You know, I guess you could just say, hey, you know what? 
it's great to hang out with you, but uh, well, no, I guess there isn't. You got you got to think of something to get out of it, right? Um, and speaking of getting out of it, there was a story in the paper with Sandy. Uh, there was a story in the paper where an 85-year-old woman beats back a stomping moose in Alaska. Could you believe this? It's, it's amazing what humans can do when either they don't think about it or they're just like, whatever, I'm 85. What do I got to lose? I've never beat a moose up before. So uh, this couple, this elderly couple, were out walking their dogs. You know, they took them out in the pickup truck, and they pulled over, and they're walking their old dogs, and a giant moose comes wandering out of the Alaskan wilderness and goes uh, ape crap on the old man. And the old man takes a run for it and dives into a snowbank, and the moose starts stomping into the snow. He's like, I know you're in the snowbank, player. What's up? I got eyes in my big giant head. I saw you take a dive into the snow. Moose starts, like, stomping the old dude into the snow, broke some ribs, cut his head. So here comes the wife running over. What the hell's going on over there? Moose turns on her. Old lady runs for the truck. I I can't even imagine how fast an 85-year-old lady can run, but... I guess if you got a full-grown moose at your ass, you're going to go back to being 14 again. Like, So she gets to the truck, grabs a shovel in the back of the truck, turns around and starts wailing on the moose. Moose, like, turns around and hightails it. According to the story, she wound up with all her 85-year-old strength and smacked the thing on the ass. So God bless that old lady. If there if there's an old lady moose beaten award going around anywhere on the planet, it goes to her. Isn't that wild? And it made me think about animal attacks. I think I told you, you know, probably uh, probably over a year ago, I was in Africa on safari. And I got charged by a silverback gorilla, almost a 500-pound silverback gorilla in the wild jungles of Africa, okay? I went on this safari up into the jungles on the volcanoes to look for wild mountain gorillas, okay? You've seen them in the zoo. They're giant. They look like King Kong. And this thing ran at me. Okay, it ran at me. It ran about, probably about 50 feet across the jungle, right at me, and at about probably a foot from me, okay, decided to call off the charge. I told you about it back in another podcast. And I'm thinking, you know, what what, what would you do if you're like, you know, is this my last moment of life? Oh, maybe I'll just, you know, maybe I should have just jumped on him it's like all right come at me come at me man yeah sparta (laughs) gorilla fight in the jungle man and then maybe the old lady jumps out of nowhere oh 
the old bag who beats up moose suddenly swings out of the trees on a barn. I'm coming, Harlan. Don't worry. I'll help you. If I can beat the crap out of a full-grown moose, I can surely take down an old gorilla. God. Rumble in the jungle. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. I don't know if you've ever been attacked by anything or, put, you know, been charged by anything. But let's all take a lesson from Granny. Stand your ground and fight back. The moose was probably like, no, I, I can't. I can't. I mean, I, I want to ram right through her with my giant antlers. I just, I want to stomp the hell out of this person. But, oh, she's just 85. I mean, you know what? Maybe if I just let her go, she'll leave some muffins or an apple pie on the window ledge for me. I mean, I just, I can't bring myself. An old, you know, a man is one thing, but a helpless old lady. I mean, good God, what what am I? What kind of moose am I? What what am I reducing myself to? Stomping an eighty-five-year-old lady. I mean, honestly, oh, oh, oh Charles Nelson Riley Moose. Oh, 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 so there you go. Watch out for moose. Watch out for critters. And uh, if you want to share one of your animal charging stories, you know where to reach me, HarlanWilliams.com, or you can phone me. And uh, let's see what you have to say. What? Oh, my God. Hold on. I got to go. Something's coming. It's a mouse. It's a mouse. Okay. I found it. Uh-huh. I'm a genius. I figured it out, people. I, Harlan Williams, here on the Harland Highway, have finally figured it out. You know what I figured out? The illegal immigration problem, that's all. What's up, player? That's all. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You know how they want to build a giant wall now between Mexico and the U.S., right? How much is that going to cost us? Billions of dollars. And people are smart. They'll find a way to dig underneath or climb over top or just melt their way right through the middle of it. But here's what we do need. Here's what'll stop the flow of illegal immigrants over the border. And it'll be a fraction of the cost. It'll cost almost nothing. And there won't be this ugly cosmetic eyesore there. A big giant 50-foot wall. What are we, Berlin? No, no, no. Here's what we do. Between Mexico and the United States, all along the border, we lay down those little rubber strippy things you see at the checkout line at the supermarket you know what i'm talking about that little thing you put on the conveyor belt you know the little strip there the little touch my groceries with your groceries and i'll break your darn legs huh if your aunt jemima frozen french toast touches my cauliflower buddy i'll snap your legs don't touch my food with your food your food isn't as good as my food buddy Lucky for me, there's a little divider here. Nobody crosses that divider, do they? That's sacrilege. So there's your solution, huh? We put the little checkout stand divider right along the border. No one crosses that. Oh, I'm just full of answers today. Come back tomorrow and I'll have the meaning of life. 
It's over there, right there, just down the way from the checkout stand in the frozen food section. Yeah. I mean, you know, here here's the uh, ironic thing about building a wall between Mexico and the U.S. of A. Is that the Latino peoples, right? The Mexican peoples, the Latinos. They're very resourceful people. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, okay? And um, I don't know what the influx of the Latino population is on the rest of the country, but in, in Los Angeles, it is prevalent. It's everywhere. There's there's Latinos, Mexicans all over the place, okay? It's just part of the culture. You don't even notice it. But I'll tell you one thing. Whenever anybody in Los Angeles needs something done, they need their home repaired, they need their, their garden fixed, they need a, ret- a retaining wall put up, they have a, a problem with their roof or their, there's anything on their property, 90% of the time when you call a number out of the yellow pages or you get a reference from a friend, guess who shows up? It's a crew of Latino men and women, usually men. And, uh, you know, they are great handy people. They're great at uh, fixing things and building things. And, you know, it's a niche that they've found that they fill. And it's not to say there's not other ethnicities that do it. But when you're in Los Angeles, ask anyone here, the majority of the time, you've got Latinos. And my point being is it's almost like they can fix anything. They, They can... They are very resourceful. It's like you could have a fence that's falling down and climbing up the side of a tree and going under your car and ending in your mailbox. And you're like, how in the hell did this happen and how do I fix it? And they're like, hey, man, no problem. We got this. No, really? No problem, man. We got it. We got it. No, seriously, this is it. We got it, man. And, you know, two hours later, there's a brand new fence. Or, you know, they build something. You're like, hey, you know what? I'd love a fire pit in the middle of my pool with a fountain coming out of the fire and uh, a waterbed floating beside the flame so I don't get cold at night. No problem, man. We got it. No problem. Are you sure? We got it. No problem. Relax. Have a coffee and some marshmallows. And uh, it's great because, uh, you know, th- that shows uh, that shows a lot of smarts, a lot of brain power to be able to uh, fix things and, and engineer things and, and know how to repair things. And so uh, it's funny that, that, you know, they're building something as simple as a wall between Mexico and the United States when, you know, people in Mexico... Are looking at that and going, oh man, look at that wall! Is that is that really a wall? What a joke! This, you know what? Let let me let me fix this wall. Let me uh, repair this wall, man. Um, but but you know, Mexicans will find a way through it. They'll find a way over it. They'll find a way under it. I mean, look at the tunnels they find, the elaborate tunnels they find, and look at the look at the pictures you see when. When Mexican people are climbing up over those walls, they look like Spider-Man. 
And it's not just men. It's like kids and women. And, you know, they're going to find a way. They're smart. They're resourceful. And uh, just a wall is just so primitive. And I'm not suggesting we, like, put a laser gun in and start shooting people. But it's just, uh, it, it's like putting up, erecting something against a a, a people that, that, to them, it's like an easy puzzle to solve. Right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe my idea with the uh, the little rubber things at the checkout market. You know, everyone seems to respect that. I mean, even Al Qaeda, even Al Qaeda would walk up there. Oh my, oh my gosh! I cannot go into the United States of America. I cannot cross this boundary. This is sacred, sacred boundary. Nobody, nobody dare cross the grocery checkout line rubber strippy thingy. Right? That's just that's just one thing everybody respects. But enough about me rambling on. Isn't it time that we heard from you? Hey, Arlen. Um, I'm Tim, and I'm from Wisconsin. And I was hoping to ask you if um, you ever have a hard time, you know, with, like, easy um, um, sort of everyday things or whatever. You know, because I sometimes have a hard time um, with the whole, um, with um, things, you know, with, like things about words and stuff, you know, and a little bit of a hard time, um, um, you know, with um, with um, um, with speaking, you know. Um, to be honest, I have a bit of a stutter. <laughs> and um, I was just hoping to know if... Um, you also ever had a hard time, you know, with, like, easy, everyday sort of things. Um, you know, because I just think that um, you are awesome and you are a, um, you are a huge inspiration. And um, so, yeah, and I love the podcast, and I might talk to you sometime again, softy little vixen. Okay, well, first of all, I think I have trouble um, being called a saucy little vixen by a full-grown man. Can we start there? Um, Wow, saucy little vixen. Uh, Do I have trouble with everyday little things? Um, Wow, I'm sure I must. Um, I I guess I could tell you that before I got into stand-up comedy... um, you know, I was I was extremely scared and nervous to to do public speaking to get up and talk in front of people was uh, was intimidating and scary, and that might have been one of the reasons I got into stand up. I was like, I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to conquer this beast. Um, well, that and I thought maybe I was a little bit funny, but um, no, I I don't know if there's everyday little things. That I have trouble with. I'm I'm racking my brain here. Um, and uh, I just I just don't know if I have. Maybe I have trouble thinking of things that I'm not good at. That's. Can you hear me floundering and stumbling along here? That's it. I have trouble thinking of things. And if you've li- listened to all the podcasts, y- you've just nailed it. I have trouble just thinking. Period. I am a doorknob. Um, no, I'm. Uh, 
I'm I'm not sure I can think of anything. So uh, I will I will search my brain, and uh, if I if I find something, I will let you know. But let's move on to our next hey, caller. Hey, Ryan from Seattle. Uh, my son and I really enjoy your book, uh, Kid with Too Many Pets. We noticed on page eight or nine it says a whole herd of mountain goats lived on the stairs, and I don't know, man, they look like bighorn sheep to me, but uh, you're the animal quiz expert. I guess you must know what you're talking about. Uh, love the book, man, and uh, love the podcast, and uh, keep up the good work. Happy Thanksgiving. Wow, okay, I've got egg on my face. Maybe this is something I have a problem with. Uh, the gentleman calling in was referring to one of my children's books. I don't know if you people know this or not, but yes, I write and illustrate children's books. Um, if you want to see some, you can go to uh, my web store at harlowilliams.com and order some. But there's one book in particular called The Kid with Too Many Pets. And it's a brightly illustrated book about a little boy who loves animals and he collects pets. And he fills his house with hundreds and thousands of pets. He's got bears and rhinos and orangutans and giraffes. And lions, and I guess there's a painting on one of the pages where I've got, uh, I guess I have to call it out, bighorn sheep sliding down the stairs, sliding down the banister on the stairs. And I did not realize this till this listener just alerted me. I said they were mountain goats. And mountain goats are those big white uh, white goats with the little black horns and the black eyes. And bighorn sheep are, I think they're a form of mountain goat. Well, I guess not. They're a sheep, right? It's a bighorn sheep, and they're the ones with those curly horns. They're like the ones you see on the ram trucks, Dodge ram trucks. And so uh, all these years, I did not realize that I screwed up. So you got me, man. You got me. I have egg on my face. It is, it is bighorn sheep sliding down the stairs, not mountain goats. Um, so there you go. Good get. I'm glad you enjoy the books. I'm glad your your uh, son enjoys the books. That's fantastic. And uh, I'm not sure if you have the sequel or not, but there's another book called The Kid with Too Many Nightmares, which is about the same little boy who can't sleep at night because these nightmares keep coming out of his closet and up from under his bed and behind the curtains. And so he decides to stay up late and wait for them, and he lassoes them, and he pulls them into his world. And the next day they go to the circus and the beach and the fairground and the farm, and it's a lot of fun. So thank you uh, for checking out my kids' books. If you, Like I said, if you want one, uh, I autograph them, and uh, we just lowered the prices on the books. So you can uh, go to harlowilliams.com and pick one up for yourself and see the mountain slash sheep goats sliding down the stairs. Uh, let's go to one more call. Who do we got here on the Harland Highway Hotline? Hey, Harland. Just raking up some leaves here in New Jersey, and I uh, was thinking about you. Thinking that you could have Senor Fuentes rake up all your leaves and then jump in your leaf pile. Jump in your leaf pile over and over again. All right? So feel free to use that. Bye.
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, fortunately, so far this year, Senor Fuentes hasn't come in. I don't want him to come in. He's my gardener. He should be at the house doing his job. And Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, what I was just saying. What are you... What are you doing here? I was just saying you're supposed to be at home. Get a... Oh, come on. What are you doing here? I thought I heard you say my name, senor. I didn't say your name. This guy called in and he was saying... What, senor? He was saying your name. Senor Fuente. Yes. We all know your name. Stop saying it. What? Senor Fuente. Stop. What are you doing here? Well, senor, I raped your pile of leaves. I'm sorry? I raped the leaves, senor. Did you just say what I think you said? What? Rape the leaves? Did You said rake the leaves, right? Yes, senor, I raped the leaves. Okay, you just said rape the leaves. Yes, senor, I raped the leaves into a huge pile. I raped them and raped them. All the neighbors watched me rape your leaves. It's not rape your leaves. My leaves. Your leaves. Yes, my leaves. Not my leaves, senor. Your leaves. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you don't have to yell, senor. My goodness, I just came here to tell you that I raped. Not raped. Raked. Raked the pile of leaves. That's what I'm trying to tell you, senor. It's not. Why are you saying raped? I was at the dentist, senor. I have a frozen lip. Your lip is frozen. See, senor, I had to get a filling. You got a filling in your mouth, and now you your lips are all numb? That's right, senor. That's why I tell you I raped your leaves. Okay, well, let's not talk about that. Why not, senor? There's nothing wrong with raping leaves. You don't rape leaves. You don't rape anything, okay? Well, it's not like it's illegal or anything, senor. Raping is illegal. I didn't rape, senor. I raped. Okay, you're, you're mixing me up, Fuentes. Well, your neighbors look mixed up, too. I was jumping up and down, raping the hell out of those leaves. They just kept falling, and I was raping. And stop saying raping. All right, change the topic. All right? Wow, testy, senor. As, as if you've never raped the leaves. I used to rape the leaves when I was younger. Before I, I used to rake the leaves before I hired you. So you're a rapist. I'm not a... I'm a rakist. It's all the same to me, senor. You raped, and now... I I didn't rape! Get out of here! Well, senor, I needed to tell you something. What? There were so many leaves, I had to bring my gang in to help rape. What are you talking about? I gang raped your leaves. Get out of here! Oh, and your date tree, senor? Yes, my date tree. All the leaves fell off your date tree. I had to date rape. Get out of here! Oh, God. Wow, so there he is. Thank you for bringing up his name, sir. You know, everything was going along real nice this year so far. I didn't think I'd see my gardener come into the studio. Just wanders in with his music. Raping the leaves. He's got a, his lips numb. He went to the dentist. 
Unreal. Just unreal. Anyways, let's let's uh, weird way to end the show, but what what are we gonna do? Thank you for your phone calls. Keep them coming, and uh, and we'll keep playing them. We'll keep playing them. Uh, we have no choice. We have to. This is your show. This is your podcast. We can't deny the pavement pounders their voice, <laughs> or can we? If they keep asking for Senor Fuentes, <laughs> that's Fuentes. Get out! All right, let's make some announcements here, shall we? Your favorite part of the show. Like I said, uh, check out the uh, store at harlowilliams.com, and you can. I have uh, three kids' books currently for sale there that I wrote and illustrated. If you have children, they're very uh, colorful and bright and full of animals and monsters and creatures, and uh, people tend to love the book, so... Uh, since our uh, listener uh, mentioned them, I might as well. I don't usually talk about them on the show, but uh, why not? If you have kids, I want them to enjoy the books. And like I said, prices have been slashed. Uh, each book is personally autographed by me, which is something you can't get if you order it on Amazon or pick it up at a bookstore. So um, feel free to order harlowilliams.com, and we'll send those out to you and your youngins. And uh, for the adult folks who are in Las Vegas, February 9th through the 11th, uh, I will be at the Paris Casino, and I believe it's the Empire Comedy Club. It's the brand new uh, comedy club opening in Paris Casino. This is opening weekend. I am opening the club. We're kicking it off with Harlan Williams, yours truly, so uh, please, if you're in Vegas or have friends going to Vegas or uh, you know someone who lives in Vegas, steer them in our direction. It's going to be a great show. Uh, and then uh, the following week, February 16th to the 19th, guess who's coming back to Texas? I haven't been there in a long time, but I'm going to be at uh, Dallas at the Addison, Texas uh, Improv. So get your tickets. That's going to fill up uh, real nice. And uh, if you're in Hollywood, California, and you don't have plans for Valentine's Day yet, uh, I'll be at the Improv on Melrose Boulevard uh, doing a special Valentine's show where we're going to do, you know, we're going to do stand-up and improv, uh, some sketch comedy based on romance and love and all those themes that we all... uh, Look forward to on VD Day. And uh, there you go. Uh, Don't forget, we're back up on Stitcher. And you can uh, pick us up on your cell phone. And uh, tell your friends about the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, thank you so very much for being here. Um, I'm going to be outside raping some leaves. And (laughs) until next time, everybody. You know the saying, chicken chow mein, baby. I'm not your daddy.